We're uh, finishing up our series, I think. That sounds kind of funny, doesn't it? (laughs) But uh, we are finishing it up. And uh, we've been talking about becoming better decision makers. Instead of uh, making those decisions with that high level of uncertainty where we say, I think I made the right decision, that we could start leveraging our God-given ability, our God-given resources, and that we could make decisions with more confidence and be able to make the decision and say, I made the decision because I think. And I believe God wants us all to be great decision makers in our lives. And the fact is, we all have decisions to make. And when we make poor decisions, we suffer the consequences many times. We add pain to our life, hurt, regret. And when we make great decisions, when we make those God-honoring decisions, when we get things right, so to speak, we experience the best that life has to offer, that we begin to experience that, that abundant life. And so the decisions that you make in life determine to a high degree, not totally, but to a high degree, the kind of life that you live. And I want to do a quick recap, and a piece of this is to remind us all that this stuff all kind of functions together and it's a filter and that you need all the pieces uh, that we've talked about through this series. We started out by talking about looking at how Jesus made decisions. Uh, We looked at his decision-making process. We talked about the three macro questions and I call them the big questions in life. And the, the first one is, is it written? Is it written? Because that begins to filter a lot of things out for us. But we ask, is it written? Is it love? And then is it on the agenda? And by agenda, I mean what God's agenda is for our life. And then we talked about the micro questions, the smaller questions, where we begin to look at our life and we say, in light of my past decisions, you know, as I look at my track history, And as I begin to look at my present situation today and what's going on in my life, and as I look to the future, my dreams, my uh, goals, ambitions, so to speak, what's the God-honoring thing for me to do? And that by, by looking at that question that way, we begin to keep ourselves in line with what God's will is for our life. And I believe it helps change the way that we think. It changes the way that we live. And it begins to put things in a priority for us. You know, Scripture, uh, the psalmist writes and says, Teach me knowledge and good judgment, for I trust your commands. And the fact is, do we trust God? Because that, that's a big issue. And I believe the answer to that question is the difference between surviving life and beginning to thrive in life. And then last week we talked about our uh, decision-making tendencies, that we all have personality factors and that those, our style, so to speak, for making decisions kind of uh, sets us up in some ways, that if we're impulsive uh, decision makers or we tend to be more of a thinker or more of a feeler or if we're a procrastinator, that those biases that we have, they, they kind of affect our decision making process. And that 
if we recognize our biases, then we can begin to grow and can begin to expand and get a balance to that decision-making process. And throughout this series, I've talked about the importance of counsel, that we need wise counsel in our lives. And so today what I want to do is challenge us on that front. You know, whether you have a medium-sized decision or big decision to make in life, that a piece of the process should always, should always be involved in getting counsel from other people. It should just be part of that. And so as we navigate this gigantic maze that we've talked about, that you have a life and your life is really a maze within mazes. And so you've got relational mazes and you're trying to figure things out. You've got vocational mazes and financial mazes and ethical mazes and we've got scheduling mazes. True parents, got scheduling mazes in your life. I mean, we, we have all these different mazes. We've got our spiritual maze. And so as we begin to try and navigate these, it becomes very complicated. I will tell you that I, I believe sometimes navigation becomes very intimidating. It's overwhelming, and it's challenging. Would you agree with that? I mean, life's complicated sometimes. I have talked to a lot of uh, CEOs through the years. Uh, I do a lot of reading and leadership books. Great leaders talk about the importance of shared decisions in life that they will surround themselves with a group of people that help them make decisions in whatever their area is. And so most, most corporations have a, a board of directors, so to speak. And it's interesting because that board of directors, the, they don't act like they know it all. They don't knock the CEO around. They actually help the CEO. They help them evaluate things. They help them purify their, their thought process, help them get a broader view or a fuller perspective on things. And they help that CEO make the best possible decisions that they can make. I said it's a lot like faith fellowship. I mean, I, I can safely say that I have not made any medium-sized decisions or big decisions by myself and that I always try and seek counsel. I, I can't begin to thank our, our leadership team in this church. They, they have amazed me through the years at, as we've looked at different issues and stuff. They they've, have this amazing insight sometimes and they just help us make good decisions. And so it, it's been a blessing to this church. You know, over the past decade, as I look at just the, the path that we have taken as a church, it's really something to behold. Because as we've faced challenges, and some of them have been tough, as we've ventured into new territory as a church, I've called mentors, I've talked to, to the team, I've called people that are pastoring churches in other parts of the country and, and just said, tell me what you know. You know, help, help us understand what we're about to do or what are some ways that you can begin to attack this issue or take care of this problem. And it's helped us navigate. And friends, I can tell you those conversations have saved us time and money and pain 
and having to do a lot of backtracking and, and that type of stuff. And as a church, as we've sought wisdom from God and wisdom from other people, I personally think we've navigated the, the maze pretty well, pretty well. But it has to do with that wisdom, getting other people's wisdom. When you make decisions in your life in solo, I think it can become very heavy and it can become very frightening. You know, when you, when you seek counsel, when you begin to involve others and you make a team decision, so to speak, what happens is your batting average goes up. In fact, you improve exponentially. And I believe this is true in the corporate world. I believe it's true in the church. And I absolutely believe it's true in our personal lives as well. And so here's the question I have for us today. Do you have a personal board of directors in your life? You know, do you have some friends and family who love you for who you are, not what you've done for them, not, not what uh, you have, but they love you for who you are. Do you have people like that in your life? Do you have people that you have a natural affinity with, that hold you accountable? Do you have a few people in your life that will uh, evaluate your thinking, your thought process? that they're willing to come alongside you and help you, uh, challenge you once in a while. And I want to remind us, accountability is, I believe, one of the most misunderstood words out there. And so I'm going to say it again. Accountability does not mean someone shreds you or shreds your ideas or your dreams or your character. Accountability is not about criticism. Accountability is about constructive observations. It's about giving advice and uh, trying to help a person become better at who, who they are, better at making decisions. Accountability flows out of relationship. It flows out of love. It, it means having a few loyal confidants who can kind of assist you in making great decisions. See, great decision makers develop the ability to ask the right people the right questions in order to come to the right decision in life. And conversely, uh, bad decision makers, they tend to either not ask anybody or they ask the wrong people the wrong questions and then they make the wrong decisions. Don't raise your hands and don't acknowledge, but which one are you? Good, bad, a little bit of both. It, it, I believe it takes discipline to do the right thing. And here's what I find very, very odd. And these are just observations of mine. Too many people get the counseling thing backwards. In other words, instead of seeking counsel before we make the decision, you know, on this side of the decision, instead of doing that, what people do is they wait till they're on the backside of the decision and ask for help. 
And so they make a decision, it's a bad decision, and then they go, hey, I made this really terrible decision, I'm in trouble, I'm drowning, I, I can't believe I made this decision, can you help me? And so we got it backwards. We need to get on the front end of the decision-making process before we jump off the cliff, before we make the bad decision. So that's one observation, we got it backwards. The other is, for some reason, people have this uncanny ability to surround themselves with people that make the same poor decisions over and over. I mean, we, we surround ourselves with it. I don't know if it makes us feel better, but not only do we surround ourselves sometimes with people that make the same bad decisions, we actually allow them to cheer us in our decisions. And so they cheer us when we're going to make the wrong step. And they go, it's okay, step over the edge. Go ahead, go for it. Oh, this will be great. And friends, it messes you up. It messes you up. When you ask the right people the right question, you normally will make the right decision. Wise people. Wise people know what they don't know. And wise people know where to go to get the right answers and to find out what they don't know. You know, we, we go to people that are more knowledgeable in whatever the area is. You know, we go to people who have a skill set in that area or have more experience in that area. And so what I want you to do, I want you to turn to your neighbor and I want you to say, you don't know everything. You guys enjoy those things, don't you? Yeah. Some of you did it with attitude. You don't know everything. Yeah. I mean, that's fun, wasn't it? That's fun. Now I want you to turn to the same neighbor and say, I don't know everything. <laughs> Friends, if you're going to make the right decisions. You gotta ask the right people the right question. And God has people in all of our lives, God has people that he wants us to connect to, and so I wanna talk about how you do that. I mean, how do you do that? Uh, see, I believe you start with a very high-risk prayer, and you just say, God, bring some people into my life who will hold me accountable. And friends, this does not just happen. The fact is you have to take some steps physically, I think mentally and spiritually, and you gotta put yourself in a position so that you can get wise counsel in your life. So where do you start? Well, I personally believe that the church is a great place to start. I think uh, life groups, I think our ministry teams, you begin to build relationships, and then pretty soon, you begin to do life together. And I, I will tell you, I get excited when I hear about people connecting in this church, people beginning to leverage their strengths with one another, helping one another, establishing, not even realizing it, but establishing a personal board of directors in their life. 
You know, all you, all you need to do is step up and step out a little bit, take some initiative and, and start that, that whole accountability going and flowing in your life where you, you begin to connect and say, hey, I was thinking about doing this, and, and you share those things. You know, when you were a, a kid, say middle school, high school, who were you accountable to? Your parents, right? And the fact is, uh, hopefully you received wise counsel from your parents, whether you wanted it or not, they gave it, right? But the moment you moved out, the moment you were on your own, what happens? You become independent. And here's the rub, I think, in that. You equate your newfound independence with, I've arrived. I'm mature. And what I've learned about maturity, maturity is a time-honored process. You, you have got to take steps, take initiative to seek counsel after you leave your house. In fact, if you're over 18 years old, you have to be intentional about it. You have to put yourself in the right position. You have to have the right people around you. You, you need to learn how to ask the right questions and ask for advice. I, I never cease to be amazed. I mean, I've been in ministry a long time now. But I am not, I'm just not amazed, or I am amazed in some ways, in other ways it doesn't, I, nothing shocks me anymore, of how people move in solo. And they get around the wrong people. And they make really poor decisions. And friends, this, this whole topic, it has profound implications in your life. You know, a, a Harvard uh, MBA grad did not figure the secret out about how to make great decisions. Although you'll find the principles, they're embedded in any leadership book you'll pick up. They are modeled by some of the greatest decision makers in history. But this is straight from scripture. Proverbs writes, it says, if you do not ask for advice, your plans will what? Fail. With many advisors, they will what? Succeed. Do you want to fail or do you want to succeed? The choice is yours. If you want to fail, don't ask for advice or ask incompetent people for their advice. But if you want to succeed, you can. But the fact is, if you want to succeed, you need to connect with God and then you need to connect with other people. Everybody that, that succeeds in life, you will find they've learned to ask for advice. And friends, God wants you. God wants you to succeed. Now, I want to I suggest what success is. I mean, success, I believe, is living and walking within the will of God, staying in line with God's will. I believe success is... The fact is, the best way to experience that is to begin to make the kind of calls in your life that God wants you to make. The fact is that success, it's the best way to live. 
You know, we, when we move God's way, when we make good decisions, we begin to experience the abundant life that Jesus Christ talks about. Now, I do not care today what your track history is. You may say, oh, it's horrible. I don't care how far away from God you are. If you call out to God, if you pray that high-risk prayer, God, bring some people into my life that, that will help me make wise decisions. If you will do whatever it takes to surround yourself with people that will give you great counsel, you know, kind of create that brain trust, so to speak, God will help you turn the tables in your life. God will help you become a great decision maker. You know, over the years, I I have seen a lot of people make those dumb, what was I thinking decisions. And I've seen a lot of people that have made great decisions. And normally, if I dig into it, the difference between the two, one of them will have that kind of personal board where they go and they ask for advice in life. Now, how do you know if you're ready to take that step in your life, to start developing that kind of a board in your life? Well, I want to suggest today that we need to be fat, okay? We need to be fat. And by that, I mean F, being faithful. You need to be faithful. You need to be faithful to God. You need to be faithful to a few people in your life so that you're connecting with them and they can count on you and you can count on them. A, you need accountability. You need accountability. That means you've got to give people access to your life and allow them to uh, interrupt you once in a while or, or challenge you once in a while. And then you need to be teachable. You have to be teachable in life. Great leaders are great learners. And I, my mentor used to say to me, you stop learning, you will stop leading in life. Do you have that kind of quality in, in your life? Are you willing to be fat? You know. You seen any bad decisions lately? How many of you have seen bad decisions? I mean, they make the newspaper all the time, don't they? How many of you have raised or made bad decisions? <laughs> People ask me sometimes when uh, something's kind of off the chain and it hits the papers or it starts spreading through the community, and they'll go, were you surprised by that? I mean, were you surprised by such and such? And I go, No. Not really. See, we live in a society that has no absolutes anymore. You know, Francis Schaeffer, he says, the moment culture stops having absolutes and bases everything on particulars, when that happens and they begin to base it on the particulars, the result is chaos. Friends, There is no wonder we have moral chaos in our society, ethical chaos, relational chaos. Why? Because our culture has said there's no standards anymore. There are no absolutes, there are no rights, no wrongs. In fact, the mantra today is whatever is right for you is right. And it sounds great. It's very PC. But it leads to chaos leads to sin, it leads to no direction. 
Friends, God created you for standards. God provides those standards so that we can navigate the, the maze of life, so that we can make good decisions. I mean, what if we were to go God's way? What if we were to assemble a, a team of people to, to kind of hold us accountable and challenge us in our decision-making process? I mean, what would happen? Well, I think, first of all, we would not stumble in the maze as much. I mean, it would keep us from hitting the wall in life. It would keep us from arriving at those dead ends where we got to backtrack. It would save us a lot of pain, frustration, and regret. You know, listen to this a treatise on uh, good decision-making. It says, if you don't ask for advice, your plans will fail. With many advisors they will succeed. Do you see, keep seeing this theme here? It's like, get advice. It'll help your plans not fail. You know, get advice. Don't get advice, prepare, you're probably gonna make mistakes. Walk with the wise and you grow in wisdom. Walk with the wise and one day you'll look and you will have become wise in a particular area. Walk with fools, hang out with them, you might not, and I emphasize might not, become a fool, but you'll suffer harm. You know, the, they write in Proverbs uh, 15, uh, 31 to 33, it says, healthy correction is good. And if you accept it, you will be what? Wise. You hurt only yourself by rejecting instructions but it makes good sense to accept it. Show respect to the Lord will make you what? Wise. And being humble will bring honor to you. Friends, I do not want to stumble through the maze of life. I do not want, want to stumble and be trying to figure out what the next move is in life. The, the fact is, I want to run full throttle I want to be able to run hard and run fast without crashing. And I want to commit to God. I want to commit to a group of people that will challenge me along the way and speak the truth in love. I want to commit my life to making those God-honoring decisions. And friends, if I do those things, it helps raise my decision-making ability, it makes me a better decision-maker in life if I commit, commit to those. Not only does it keep me from stumbling, but if I have a group of people that I can turn to, I'm able to see more of the maze. You know, they help me have a better perspective. They, they keep my vision from being skewed. You know, Scripture says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. You know, regularly, uh, Cindy and I will be driving over in St. Louis, getting some traffic or whatever. And then at some point, I'll say, I need to get over in the, I was going to say the left lane. See, I'm dyslexic. So I need to go over in the right lane. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> but I'll say, I need to get over. Is it clear? And she'll look and she'll say, yeah, it's clear. First lane. You can get in the first lane. What's going on there? Well, I'm saying, 
honey, I've got a blind spot, or I may have a blind spot. Can you check it for me? And friends, we all, we all, we all, everybody has a blind spot. We all do. And if you're wise, you have people that watch your blind spots. How? Well, you got to have people that know you. You got to have people that you've allowed into your life, and you have to have people that you've given them the, the permission to speak truth into your life and to say, I don't think the lane's clear. I was talking to a guy uh, a while back, and uh, he had kind of made uh, a whole series of those dumb, what was I thinking decisions. And he was telling me about the situation. He was explaining to me what, what he had done and how he ended up in the situation and the mess he was in. And I basically said to him, I said, can I share an observation? I mean, I've known him for quite a while. I said, you've surrounded yourself with fools. And if you continue to listen to them, you're going to continue to make these kind of foolish decisions. And then I went on, I said, you know, you've got some great Christians in your life. And I actually named who they were. I said, you're friends with them, but you do not involve them in your decision-making process. And I said, you can take this for what it's worth, but I suggest you trade up to a better team. Friends, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. You know, so one business person sharpens another business person. One parent sharpens another parent. One student sharpens another student. One pastor sharpens another pastor. One Christian sharpens another Christian. You see how this goes, right? See, personal board of directors, it helps us. It helps us not stumble. It helps us see more of the maze. And ultimately, I believe it helps us make the right moves in the maze or make the right decisions in the maze. You know, sometimes the, the right decision's tough. Have you figured that out? Making the right decision, it gets tough. Sometimes those situations, they arrive and they're fast and you need help and you need it now. Scripture says you can trust what a friend says even when it hurts. Do you have true friends in your life? True friends that you have given the freedom and the opportunity to kind of get in the recesses of your life? Do you have those kind of people in your life? You know, I want to ask you a couple questions for you really to think about and help, uh, help you move toward making some changes. Can you name one person outside your family but one person that you go to to get wisdom, you know, to get counsel about something. Can you? I want you to think about that for a moment. Can you name one, two, three people? If you can, I say good for you. Keep at it. If you can't, you need to start by praying a high-risk prayer and saying, God, I need you to show me some people in my life that I can turn to. In other words, by praying that prayer, you begin to put yourself in the position for God to help you build a team of people in your life. 
here's some qualifications I think you should look for for, for those individuals that you're going to invite in to be that in your life. One, I, they ought to be a Christ follower. Choose carefully. And I know as I say that, some of you are going, okay, so if they go to faith fellowship, they, they're a great Christian. No, I didn't say that, did I? It'd be like uh, going to Taco Bell and going, oh, I'm a taco now, you know. The fact is, the fact is that you need to be able to see both word and deed that they're a great Christian, that they're working at it. It doesn't mean we're perfect, but it means that individual's working at it and you can see it. They ought to be an encourager. In other words, they ought to have your best interest in mind as they engage in your life, and they need to be confidential. They need to be able to keep your discussions to themselves. They need to be able to keep your concerns to themselves. If they can't, they are not a good choice to be a part of that. And I believe they need to be the same sex because you're going to begin to invest time with them. And so, you know, gals, find some other women. Men, find men that can help assist you in that decision-making process. Now, I'm going to take a little sidebar because I wasn't sure where to put this in. I think there are times you have major decisions in life, and you need to seek out people with very specific skills, uh, expertise, uh, uh, experience. And so this relationship's a little bit different than what we've been talking about through this series and, and even today. This relationship is more about what they know. In other words, they may not know you very well, but because of their field, because of their expertise, because of what they know, they, are, they have valuable advice for you. For instance, let's say you, you feel like, God wants you to get involved and, and start a new business, you know, that you've kind of filtered it through God. And now, now you've talked to your, your board of directors, and they're like, yeah, I think it's a good idea. You ought to go for it. Well, you need another filter. And I suggest you find business people that have actually started businesses and talk to them and let them do some assessing with you so that you can make the good decisions. Does that make sense? I mean, enough said, you, you pick your poison here, but sometimes you just need someone that, that has the experience. Bottom line, you need counsel and you need wise counsel in your life all the time, and so do I. You know, are you aware of the danger of no accountability in your life? You know, there, there is danger in making decisions alone. There are dangers because you have blind spots, and so do I. There are dangers in listening to the wrong people, taking advice from the wrong people in the, the wrong situations. We just don't understand it. I mean, it's costly. It's dangerous. It comes with a high price tag. Don't do life alone. That's, that's what I can't hammer it enough. You know, when was the last time that you talked to someone before you made an important decision? You know, when was the last time 
you ran a sizable purchase by a couple people before you, you purchased it. You know, when was the last time that you had someone speak the truth in love to you before you made the decision? You know, before you bought the house, before you bought the car, before you made the deal, before you quit the job or took the job, before you took the plunge, before you called it quits on something? When was the last time you talked to someone? Before you did it. And they were willing to speak in and say, mm, sound like a bad idea or a good idea. We're talking about accountability. And I will tell you, it's not for lightweights, but it is for people that want to live life at the next level. You know, do, do a few people in your life, not everybody, but do a few people know your struggles. You know, do they know that, that thing that, that's kind of your Achilles heel? You know, maybe it's greed or anger or a, a lack of self-control or lust or whatever. But does anybody know? I mean, anybody? You know, when was the last time you, you talked to someone on that level in your life? Because accountability takes you to a new level. Accountability moves you from minor league living to the major league living in life. It allows you to navigate the maze with greater clarity, higher octane, and accountability will help you become the type of decision maker that God wants you to be. But it doesn't just happen. It doesn't happen. It requires you making a decision to implement some things in your life. God wants you to experience the abundant life. God wants you to experience the best that life has to offer. But you need to seek God, and you need a few people in your life that give you counsel, wise counsel. Friends, you got to make the decision, though. You got to decide. You know, I, I challenge you today to make today the day you walk out of here and say, you know what? I made some bad decisions, but today's the day that I'm going to commit to God and I'm going to start looking for some people to breathe advice. And it is breathing advice. I, I, I tell you, I stand as testimony to, and I tell people all the time, I am not the brightest guy. Sometimes I'm a little bit slow on things. But it's because people around me go, Damon, look up. You're going to get hit head on here if you make. And I learned to start listening to them. And God's blessed because of that. And some of you could tell the same thing. You'd say, you know what? I remember so-and-so speaking to Man, they saved me. So... But it's a decision you got to make. you got to make. Let, let's bow in a word of prayer together. Our holy God, God, we praise you. And God, I know there are some that um, they got some weighty decisions in their life right now. And God, I pray they would seek you out. They'd seek your wisdom. And then, God, I pray that they would... Uh, Find a few people in their life to 
just get some advice from before they take the step, before they step out, before they do whatever it is. God, I, uh, I think all of us, we want to be good decision makers. We want to be able to look back on life and say, that, that was a good one. That was a good one. And God, I pray that we would experience your grace and your forgiveness for those, those dumb decisions we've made. We've all made them. God, as we look forward, help us make the best decisions we can. We give you the glory. We give you the praise. This day and every day. And God's people said, amen.